we are, uh, all right, let's get it started. So guys, I think we're at episode 10 right now. I got a ridiculous man on the show today. We've had some really great um, guests on, but this guy is, this guy is amazing. So Michael McIntyre, hopefully I'm saying his last name correctly. You got it, bro. McIntyre, this guy, this guy's a stud. So I'm just going to roll through a few of the things he's done. Okay. It's not to impress you guys, but it's to impress upon you sort of the magnitude of what you can um, work through in this life. So just a couple things. I mean, first thing, the guy was in the United States Air Force. That's amazing. He started his own insurance agency in 1992. Okay. You want to talk about revenue? They were in 40 states, 300 million in annual sales. Ridiculous. Okay. He helped IPO a billion dollar insurance company, 2003. Oh my gosh. The, the list goes on and on. Started a nationwide telemedicine company, which essentially is linking consumers with US based physicians on like online virtually. Um, was the CEO of, of um, Upper Room Global, helped navigate a lot of their stuff, and also runs a podcast. <laughs> And also has just these amazing experiences. One of them is called the Next Level Experience. So, whoo, Michael, that's ridiculous, bro. So let's let's just jump into like who is Michael? Uh, uh, kind of a little bit of background story about you, and let's just get to know you a little bit. Wow, thank you for that kind introduction, Colin. I think you know, I think yours kind of rivals me with no. that, living, in that, living in the YMCA out there in, in, in Amarillo, Texas. Hey, uh, which I love that. Yeah. Thank you, thank you for that. And I'm real excited to be on here on your podcast. I think you and Lauren are amazing, mm. uh, young married entrepreneurs. Man, I love it, and uh, I love in the way you're walking out there in kingdom business and and just you know glorifying the Lord. Mm. I think it's amazing. Listen, what what uh, about me? I mean, listen, basically I I'm a I'm a Jesus zealot mm. uh, pretending to be an entrepreneur, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's me, you know. Mm. Uh, but no, I came uh, I I ran from Jesus for a long long time, man. I did. Uh, I ran hard fast and you know i juked him in for a while but he finally knocked me down uh as they say he knocked me out of my bentley <laughs> and i'm on the road to damascus <laughs> and so uh i think it was on the dallas tollway but uh same difference you know but yeah i had a, i had a big uh a big revelation and uh, and i gave my life to jesus about 11 years ago and mm. radically shift and uh you know cbn did an article on me it was really good but it you know you never i, I kind of feel for you know our president because you know mm. cbn came up with this this headline and said uh multi-millionaire hates god had radical transformation and and truly i mm. never hated god i didn't know who god was you know mm. and i called up cbn and said listen i didn't hate god i hated you born-again christians <laughs> so yeah. i hate it yeah yeah so but i didn't uh and 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 so it was a radical shift for me because I didn't believe Jesus was the Son of God. I didn't believe God was holy. I didn't believe any of it. It didn't make sense to me because I never, I never sat down and really kind of looked at it. I only looked at uh, people who were around me who said that they were born again Christians. And mm. I, and what I saw from that aspect, Colin, was a separation that they're better than me. I'm not. I'm not good enough to be in their presence because mm. uh, they're born again and I'm not. So I had this. I had this bad view, perverted view of Christianity, uh, especially born again Christians from a very early age. My stepmother was Baptist and mm. she looked at us because we were raised Catholic because she looked at us as unclean. And so it was a whole deal <laughs> on there. But, uh, oh. but by, the, by, by the time uh, I was ready to receive, 
you know, the son of man. It was, mm. it was exactly perfect timing. It was, it was, you know, I was 48 years old and it was perfect timing. So, wow. yeah. So 48. Okay. So, and, and yeah. so some people's story is, Hey, 20 years old, man, I was living fast. I was living reckless. And then boom, <laughs> this thing hit. But sometimes like just the reality is like, it, it may take longer for some folks to come to that. Yeah, I mean, it really does. I mean, look, uh, I had a lot of success, uh, financial and business success, and I had marriage success. I had fruit. Mm. Uh, you know, my marriage, uh, we, we've been married now 34 years, but at the time it was, you know, 22, 23 years. And so, and we had a great marriage. Uh, we had our ups and downs, of course, like anybody else, but, uh, I had three daughters that were all healthy and, and, you know, they were great. And, uh, you know, so I had, you know, my bills were paid, my house was paid. I, you know, I was making millions of dollars. I was, yeah. I donated to charities. We went to, we went to church every Sunday, mm. and not that, you know, and I guess I went probably because for the ritual, and plus that I had three daughters, Colin, and yeah. um, I looked at Christianity and I thought, okay, I like this. Christianity's good, you know. Hopefully, they'll stay being a virgin before they get married. Yeah. Hopefully, they'll follow this doctrine. Uh, yeah. I, you know, if you take a look at other things out there, like, you know, Wiccan, uh, that wasn't, you know, it didn't look <laughs> wasn't, wasn't an option at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, we, we went to church, we went to the Methodist church. Now my wife's always been a believer mm. and, and she had, uh, always been patiently waiting for me and, and praying for me. And my brother, uh, who was a very strong devout Christian, uh, was always praying for me and, you know, but. Uh, and then, you know, he had a big aspect of me finally coming to Jesus. So mm. it was, it, it was a big radical shift for me. And I remember after me accepting Jesus into my life, that even me speaking about Jesus and how I love Jesus, how he was my Lord and Savior and how, uh, you know, that, that he is the only way uh, to the Father. It sounded like somebody else's voice wow. was sa- taking over my mouth for about five <laughs> years. Wow. Yeah, yeah, because it was cray cray, but it was good. It was really yeah. good. Would you so, say, yeah? So, so the five year play, right, where it's kind of like it felt like a different person. Would you say like that? Just that identity piece sort of took time, or what was that factor be- before it became your voice? Yeah, it, it was kind of interesting because for so many years, I you know, because I've always been uh, fairly high profile, been out in front of the audiences. I had a had an insurance business and yeah. and uh, on tour a lot and speaking and different things and and you know I could everything that I would always speak about because I was a, I was a trainer, I was a coach, I was uh, you know a CEO and mm. and I, I felt real confident in what I was doing because I actually did it myself. Yeah. I actually went out and did those things myself and I could I walk in a confidence with that. But when it came to giving my life to Jesus, it was a new avenue mm. for me. Yeah. Uh, and, and the first the, I remember when the Holy Spirit came into my body and took over my life, mm. it was like it was like being on Disney on steroids. I mean, it was it was amazing, uh, and that lasted about ninety days. Then the enemy had some other plans. You know, uh, you can see a fish leaving the pond. So mm. then I got under attack for about a year, and that was a difficult time. But I, but I know that uh, it was just it was different for me. It took me a long while to really understand. For a long time, I was just a, you know, a, a, and I didn't understand the terminology people say, oh, McIntyre's a baby Christian, you know. Mm. And I kind of, you know, I thought, what do you mean baby Christian? You know, I'm 49 years old. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, I'm 50 years old. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really started learning. And, you know, 
I was at a really strong biblical church. I mean, I was at an evangelical church called Watermark here in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, great church, and it was a great on-ramping for me. And uh, Todd Wagner's a friend of mine, great pastor. Mm. I remember, you know, after about two years in there, because I, I really, really liked this church. It was, it was really, it was right up my alley, and I was really into it. And I remember one of my friends came up to me and said, "Hey, McIntyre, you know, Watermark's great, but you know, they don't, they don't really believe in the gifts." Mm. And I didn't know what the gifts were. I said, well, well, man, I, I think I beg to differ. And so why is that? Well, I said, well, they, ca- they cash my check every week, man. I don't know what to tell you. So they, believe in, they believe in somebody's gifts. Mm. And so I didn't, I didn't understand that, Colin. I didn't mm. have any, I didn't have any, you know, track. So I, I guess I didn't have that, I didn't have that confidence yet in what was going on, you know. But I'll tell you this. I, I, I was so blessed to be put into true Christian relationships with true Christian men mm. that really took me in and were really patient with me and loving and caring and understanding of uh, of my you know of my uh, immaturity in mm. Christianity yeah. and and it was really great and even today I mean look we do the next level experience you know and it's great and I love Jesus and I've been reading the Bible and I'm you know I'm not you know by any means you know. Franklin Graham or Joel Osteen out there, but I do, I do understand what's going on, and I do find you know there's certain things in the Bible that I just really get attracted to, like yes. Samuel one and two. I love Samuel one and two, mm. and so uh, I get into that. But I do sometimes, you know, I joke a lot. I'm not a theologian, mm. you know. I don't play one on TV, yeah. and uh, but I do think sometimes that we make the Bible way too complicated, yes. you know. And so what I've learned to do is use my God-given ability, which is breaking things down into the simplest forms mm. uh, and, and creating the simplest things. And that's what's made me millions of dollars yes. is creating a market marketing simply. You know, people mm. sometimes get really complicated. And so, yes. you know, so but I did start learning it and I, I feel Today, I feel much more confident in me being a salesman for Jesus yep. Christ, although he doesn't need a salesperson. But <laughs> it is good it, it is good for him to have, have somebody out there that can at least add, you know, put two sentences together and to formulate a, uh, a, a uh, objective point of view of where mm. you might have been. And, I, and I, I've had mm. the opportunity to talk to other people that, you know, that might not have uh, had the opportunity, like I did, mm. to come in and have that Damascus moment, and so yes. uh, it's been good. It's been really good. No, it's huge, and I and I think like your your beginning experience with business to <laughs> to get a company from ground zero to three hundred million, like that takes modeling some sort of like that. Like that takes you probably had to learn. You probably had to model from somebody or just learn in general how to do that, right? And the same, like I feel like as Christians, sometimes we're like, I'm just gonna wing it, right? But like. <laughs> One of the one of your saving graces, you said, was you had guys around you, right? That that understood and were able to teach you. And now, ultimately, you're at the point where you are. And this is the mark of a great teacher. Like I'll always say, this is taking the complex and making it simple, um, making the simple, making it more simple. And I think you're doing that amazingly. So, yeah, that's. I think for people listening, that's one of the biggest takeaways is like business principles. And and there's so much more to talk about, like your success prior to Christ, I would argue, and I'd venture to say a lot, you're probably, and this goes for a lot of people that are non-believers that are seeing some sort of success in business. I think a lot of those folks are following biblical principles and may not realize it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's such a good point. You know, look, when I, when I was in business, we started out, you know, uh, as salespeople and as a salesperson, I was, you know, God blessed me with two things, the ability to work, mm. a strong work, work ethic, 
and uh, the ability to communicate in mm. a simple form. And I used those and I exploited those and I worked hard. And, uh, you know, the next thing you know, I, you know I'm, I'm doing this and I'm starting to get people to working underneath me. And it didn't happen overnight by any stretch. You right. know, uh, it was a pro- it was a process. And I remember one of the key things that I do remember is to pay my people really well, mm. you know. And I think I had I had some really good a, a mentor when I was just getting into the business. And my wife and I just took out a lease on an office place. And I was talking to the uh, uh, landlord, and it was a woman. And she said, she was an older woman, and, and she said, Michael, I say, I'll tell you this. You can skimp on your rent. You can skimp on your lease uh, on finding an office space. You don't have to have the Taj Mahal. But do not skimp on your employees. Wow. They are your ass. They are your asset. Yep. And I believe that's biblical that as is. well. And so uh, we paid people really well, and we had you know we demanded a lot, Colin. We did. Uh, of course, I demanded a lot for myself because I was very ambitious. But we paid people well. And we expected excellence in return, and we received that. Yep. And look, sometimes sometimes we push people really hard. But I remember. You know, some of our salespeople were, you know, making this back in the 90s, were making $300,000 a year. And uh, I, I never got a call from one of the wives saying, hey, McIntyre, <laughs> slow you know, down. Bill's bro. just work, working too much. <laughs> Tell Bill, slow down. He's making too much money. And, you know, it's just not working. We got to cap it. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, we want to go sit and relax and go to the art show. Yeah. I never got that phone call. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, but I, but I, listen, I pushed people. I did. And I was a coach, uh, you know, and, I, and we coach people like in next level, we coach people. We say, you know, we help men and women do the things that they don't want to do. So they become the men and women that God meant them to be. Mm. And that's what a good coach needs to do for you. Because mm. if you don't have somebody that's going to point out your blind spots and do those things, it's not going to be good. But in that business aspect, paying people well and having good people, Stacy and I were the very last ones to get paid. I remember wow. that my payroll was about, uh, it was averaging about $75,000 a week mm. and in commissions and everything else. And uh, by the end of the week, you know, Stacy and I had like four hundred dollars left over in a checking account. Wow. You know, it's like, and it's like, you know, yeah. I remember like everybody else is walking around eating prime rib, and we're over here eating kibbles like, and bits. Bro, we're and I, It was awful, man. I was so upset. And but I kept. I, I remember though. I just I hung in there, and, and I remember, yeah, it, the the worm finally turned, and the tide shifted, and within six months. Then we were back up, and we were, you know, we were making seven figures, and then we never looked back after that. Yeah, no, it's huge, and I think like even it's funny. I was just talking about this yesterday. Like Moses's journey from, I mean, just the entire journey from zero to eighty years old. Like it's it's just crazy how like in, in specifically for you, like you you learned a ton. I'm sure growing this company, eating dirt for the first X amount of years. Like Moses underneath Pharaoh, he learned under, under the Egyptian system, but like all of those skill sets leading millions of Israelites to build pyramids and um, build an insurance company, like fast forward now, Christ entered the picture. Those skill sets you learned and developed, like you are now transitioning, next level experience, all of these other groups that you have to navigate kingdom business, right? Amen. It's Absolutely. Ridiculous. It's a great analogy. You know, Moses had his father-in-law named Jethro. Jethro, right? yes. Hey. 
and and Jethro told him, "Look, you can't do it all, Moses. Mm. You're going to have to delegate this out." Mm. And that's a really key thing for entrepreneurs. And I know you've got a lot of entrepreneurs out there and, and millennials that are listening to this. Mm. And let me just tell you this: you can't do it all. No. Uh, you know, you need you need to find out what God's gifted you. Your gifting and whatever your gifting is. Okay, and we all have a lot of gifts. It's a guy. Once God gives you a gift, it's never given. It never is taken back. Mm. However, once He anoints you in that gifting, okay, that's when you get into the river, mm. my man, my sister, and you get in that river and you flow, and that's when you really start seeing it. There's no striving in the river. There's mm. no striving in the anointing. Wow. It's it's you know it deep inside, and you see how things are. It's like. You, you get a blueprint. God will give you that blueprint. And mm. once you get in, and I, I had that mm. anointing. I didn't know what it was uh, in my, but I could see exactly how I wanted my insurance company to go. And and I I did I did it. And you know it turned. And David Green, a friend of mine, at Hobby Lobby. I'll share that oh, story wow. too sometime. But, Dude, greatest, but uh, greatest book. Sa- same, yes, greatest same book, thing. bro. He, he got into his anointing, and once you get into your anointing, that means your gift gets anointed. You get into that river, and it flows, and then you can develop not just one, but maybe seven multiple streams of income, seven different streams of Come income. On. And that's how you create the wealth, you know, to where you go from that poverty mindset of just making bills, just covering things, to where you start stacking that cash on stacking, and that cash starts working for you while you're sleeping. Guys, this is, this is I'm not saying next level, right? Not to sound cliche, but this is truly next level stuff. Like as Christian entrepreneurs, businessmen, businesswomen, like if you can find your skill set, like what your actual gift is, just like Michael said, you're, it's, there's no striving in that. Like that is your gift. It's so crazy, dude. I was literally this morning, I was studying from the book Leviticus, which most people are like, even me included, I'm like, oh, Leviticus, oh, it's going to be a tough read. But one of the things that stood out was specifically during harvest time, one of the Le- Levitical mandates was, hey, when you reap your harvest, don't reap to the very edges of your field. Leave a little buffer room for the poor. And that specifically for, for people with the gift of giving, this is huge. This really struck out to me was like, it, it really becomes like you start to work and navigate in this, in this skill set, and you start to like understand scripture starts to really speak to you. And, um, it becomes a game changer. You can, you can walk in that versus try to strive in it. So, um, yeah, that's yeah, so good. And listen, you know, Zig Ziglar, I'm sure you've heard of oh, him. Okay? Zig, One of my heroes, I had the blessings of working with him a little bit and got to meet him. Mm. Uh, but Zig Ziglar always said, listen, the more you help other people get what they want, you'll get what you want. Mm. And that's biblical. Okay. Yes. And and if we just, as entrepreneurs, as Christians, as kingdom builders, if we just go out there and focus out saying, okay, who can I go out there and how can I make a difference in their life today? Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, we I call it the platinum rule. And one of mm. my podcasts, I, I talked about this. How about going out and helping the competition? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Come on, yes, come on. You know, Jesus says to love thy enemy. Yeah, uh, and and you know, I don't know if you've ever heard a guy named Bob Goff, but he Bob wrote this Goff, book love him, called, bro. Love him. Yes, Bob Goff wrote this book that I just read that called uh, Everybody and Always. It yeah. means that you let you got to be Jesus even to the creeps, even mm. to the weirdos, <laughs> even even to the unwashed masses, man. Even you know, walking to the airport, oh, you know. And look, it, it's not easy, okay. Mm. But it's not easy making a billion dollars. It's not easy to make a million dollars. It's not easy putting 
seven figures after taxes into your bank account, bro, it's not easy. No, okay. No and if it was, and if it were easy, everybody would do it. And so what I encourage my brothers and sisters out there to do is go out there and be Jesus to somebody that you really don't want to be mm, Jesus to. Wow. Because look, Ooh. man, there's there's people out there that I just assume, you know, if I see them on the street, I like to wreck my car running them over. You know. <laughs> uh, you know, because I do, my, my flesh just gets a hold of me, man. It's like, man, I, you know, I did, I, I overcome it, and I, then I have to just repent. Okay, Father, how do I do this? Then I got to start praying for him. And listen, have you ever prayed for somebody that really pissed you off? Mm. I mean, it's not easy. It's just not easy. Right. You know, have you ever prayed for somebody that has put a lawsuit against you? Have you ever prayed for anybody cool. that's sent somebody out here, you know, that, that wronged you or said something bad about you? Mm. It's not easy, but it is biblical man and when you get to that because the kingdom operates upside down yes. compared to what the world operates yes. and once we get a hold of that and then we see that and quit trying to operate the way the world wants to operate but operate in the kingdom the way Jesus wants us to that's when you start getting your multiples and that's when you start getting more streams of income and that's when you start having that's when your cash starts pile upon the cash guys this is ridiculous I like seriously guys like I, I feel like I was telling Michael before if, if you guys have ever heard of the story of the Queen of Sheba, she traveled a super long distance to meet with the King of Solomon, paid an exorbitant amount of money just to learn from the guy. And I, guys, truly, like I am, before we even finish anything, I just want to, Michael, I just want to thank you for spending time. Uh, but guys, put that on reverse. Like the amount of gold that he just dropped on you is ridiculous. And it's so crazy. As you were talking, the only thought that I have through my mind is the kingdom is upside down. The kingdom is upside down. Um, and you literally said that word for word, like kingdom principles operate exact opposite, right? Guys, this is insane. Take hold, take hold of what this guy is saying, right? Like he understands, awesome. he understands kingdom principles. This is ridiculous. So, oh my gosh, man, there's so much to cover. There's so much we can talk about. Um, it's ridiculous. But so let's, let's maybe talk about like current day, Michael, obviously you had this amazing background. Like we, we haven't even touched not even a tenth of what what is what has happened, right? Like, so if if you guys are interested, just Google his first and last name, okay? Um, but again, it's it's not it's not to impress you guys, but to impress upon you, like the kingdom really does operate in a different in a different way. So fast forward, current day, Michael. Like, what are some things that you're up to now? Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, so Stacy and I, my wife of thirty four years, and my daughter Brianna, who is our chief operating officer. Uh, and she's 28 and uh, SMU graduate, super smart, super beautiful, mm. super Jesus lover. And uh, yes, I love her and brag on her all the time. Mm. And uh, all my daughters are amazing. I've got three daughters, 130, 128, 121. I have two grandchildren, Woo, bro. Let's go, man. Come awesome. on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. And so uh, what we do right now is we have what is called next level experience. And next level experience uh, we we birthed this probably, I don't know, 25 years ago, but we really brought it in uh, when I became uh, uh, CEO of Upper Room Global. We kind of brought it into the Christian community, and we modified it. We brought the Holy Spirit along with it. And what it is is it's a three-day intensive to really uh, realign yourself and get a, get in alignment, get into that river uh, to where you can flow and create the wealth or create the relationship or create the health or your future that you want. It's basically for people who, people's lives that are working, Colin, mm. but they're ready to go on a new trajectory. They want to take their life out. Maybe they've been, you know, stalled and they've been stuck in a rut for the last three years or five years or 10 years. Uh, we've, you know, we've got people that come in at 20 years old. We've got people coming in at 72. And, wow. uh, 
it's a three-day intensive. Uh, we do a lot of uh, one-on-one coaching. Uh, we, uh, Stacy and I, we do we set up a lot of different uh, 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 deals to where you can experience uh, experience things. It's kind of like you know if if you get on a bicycle and ride a bike at the age of seven mm-hmm. and you ride it for three or four years, you master that bike. And even if you don't get on that bike for 25 years, you still can get on it and you'll still know because you experienced, learned that bike. Yep. And that's what we do. We do experience learning in this training. And so it's transformational. It's Holy Spirit. Mm. It's it's hard. It's fun. It's loving. It's caring. It's heart surgery. Uh, but it's changed people's lives. We've had people come out of here and, and write books. And we've had people start wow. uh, uh, home ministries. We've had things happen. And uh, people, you know, uh, got married and yep. uh, found their godly man. It's <laughs> next level experience. Yeah. We do them about every... Uh, eight weeks. We've got one coming up January seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth here in Dallas. Mm. And all you, all you have to do is go to nlebegins dot com and register. Yep. And then uh, from there, we have Leadership Three Hundred. We just uh, we do Leadership Three Hundred. It's and it's uh, it's again it's putting the it's putting what you learned in next level, uh, kind of putting the you know the, the rubber to the road, and mm. it really separates the wheat from the chaff because it's really as servant leadership in the kingdom. It's really important that we. We master those skills. Uh, and then we also have forums. We have things that people can join and be connected in the mastermind groups, like-minded mastermind groups in their communities with their businesses and network and having people hold them to their highest and speak highest possibilities into them and to develop that. One of the things that I believe the Christian, that Christian that I learned in the secular world is networking so important. Uh, it's massively important. And as Christians, a lot of times we forget that and we don't have that networking that works so well. So I, I want to develop, we are developing this forum, uh, which breaks it down to have people, five to seven people in a group, and they live life together. They go through life together and they have these meetings and they help each other out. So if, if maybe a son or a daughter needs to get a recommendation to get into a school, we'll find a Christian that gives them a recommendation. Mm. If somebody needs an interview, maybe somebody needs to get a new mortgage. Maybe somebody needs to find, you know, uh, how, to, how to start a business or how to get some marketing ideas in a different state. You know, I, and I think as Christian as Christians, you know, we're all about helping each other find Jesus and help each other save and learn, uh, get be saved and learn how to follow the Bible and learn teachings, which is important. But there's we lack so much in how do we go out there and make other Christians millionaires yep. and billionaires yep. to pro to to help the kingdom and maybe not a millionaire, maybe just how about having a hundred thousand dollars in the bank and yep. your bills paid, bro? Yep. And how about being able to go out there and and fund some missions for yourself, yep. you know, without having to be beggars? Let's go out mm. there and be let let's go out there and set that uh, standard because. Yeah, I truly believe, Colin, that as Christians, we should be the wealthiest people walking the face of the earth. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I mean, this yeah. is this is crazy. I mean, guys, because consider, I know probably Michael and me as well. Like most of the stuff I learned in business, it, it, most of it came from non-believers, right? Like that's just point blank fact. I'm typically, yep. the most successful now. There are some guys that are absolutely unbelievable. Hobby Lobby owner, right? Michael said yeah, his buddies like that. Great. That guy is like. But, but check it out. Like, when do you have an opportunity to meet with Christian business minded people that are, that are really operating at, at super high levels, right? It's like, just like you said, there's so much power because ultimately the reverse is true as well, right? Is like, is not being around those folks, being around your everyday, everyday Joe that, you know, most of his conversation is negative. Most of it is super pessimistic. Like, 
it's just a reality if like it's cliche but you really become the the uh, average of the five people you spend your time with and if you spend time with extremely high level like christians that understand the kingdom they understand business they want global change um you start to like start to think that way right you start to operate in that in that area um it's such an amazing opportunity and i also tell you too like this opportunity for next level experience for these other um, groups that Michael's running, it's not going to break the bank, right? Because I've, you know, some, look, some mentorships are a hundred grand a year for you to get around a super high level person. You're spending six figures to, to get a session with them. Right? True. You know, yeah, we, we, we price these to where everybody can do them, you know, and we've got early bird registration. It's like 400 hours and it ends up at the end, but if you want to come in, you know, two days ahead of time, uh, the procrastination few like me, oh, yeah. uh, then, yeah. then you spend, you spend <laughs> it's 500 bucks for three days. Yep. It's one-on-one coaching. It's intensive and it's a, uh, you know, it's really cool. But yeah, you know, what you said uh, is so true though. Look, the road, the road to mediocrity is bumper to bumper, but the highway to excellence is wide open. Mm. And, wow. and if you want to wow. get on that highway to excellence, if you want to, if you want to, you know, uh, you know, you know, surround yourself, like you said, Colin, with good people. You know, you you cannot soar with the eagles if you're flocking with the turkeys, man. You've got to, you really have you have to get out there and find people, read read quality yes. books and find quality yes. people that really sh- iron sharpens iron. It's biblical, yes. you know. And John and and Stacy and I base everything we do on next level experiences. John ten ten. You know, the enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus came to mm. give us life abundant mm, and come on, man. life covers everything covers yes. you know our spiritual it covers our health it covers our relationships it, it covers our our everything and our financial and uh abundant means abundant yes mucho yes yes <laughs> you know? that's true and we have we have mucho health we should have mucho relationships we should have mucho money we yes. should have all this stuff right and 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 everybody's abundant is different. You know, my abundant might be different than your abundant. You know, and David Green's abundant is definitely different than my abundant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, yes. I got to meet I got to meet David at uh, back Reinhardt Bunking. You know, he just passed. You know, I got to meet him yeah. and David at, at the billionaire uh, meeting down in Fort Lauderdale two years ago, and wow. and it was quite a great experience. And and man, let me tell you something. David Green operates in an upside down kingdom world. Yes. I mean, he does, man. And this guy gives away. Seventy percent of his income a year, he stroked a check for five hundred million dollars to the Biblical Museum in Washington D.C. Come on, you know? and it Come didn't on. break a sweat. Come on, <laughs> that's Jesus walking on earth, man. I yes. love that. And dude, uh, I mean, it's that's the truth because it's like I don't know if you've seen on Netflix. Um, it's pretty cool. Bill Gates has like there's like a three part series yes, where he's he's walking through right, but it's like yeah. that that model. It's like. What if the Christians, what if the, what if the currency exchanged hands, right? And we equipped Christians with knowledge and understanding how to navigate um, the world at such a level, right? That Bill Gates is, I mean, his main thing is he's trying to eradicate some of these um, well-known infectious diseases. But right. like as Christians, what if we were able to navigate at such a level, right? Instead of being passive and sitting back and pointing fingers a lot of times, right? You know, what if, uh, what if we had that opportunity, Preach it, brother. It's so true. Look at look at Elon Musk, right? Yep. Okay, this this guy's whacked out crazy. Who knows? <laughs> he, he, he's probably operating in kingdom principles, man. Mm. I mean, th- this guy just says, "Hey, let me look at life differently." Look, Jesus came down, and one of his biggest, you know, uh, 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 church clearing sermons was, you know, "Hey, drink my blood." Yep. Yep. Eat, eat my eat my body. That's pretty radical. Mm. 
hey, hey, Zeus, that doesn't sound real good, bro. Let's, let's, you know, listen, we're not going to have a good collection today because there's nobody here to collect. Yo, Scripture said it's like some of the some of the people are just like, yo, we can't. That's weird. We can't handle that. Right. Can't so, handle that. you know, we we get all wrapped up into this, you know, you know, oh, this guy's secular, this guy's not secular, this guy's Christian and not Christian. Don't be stupid, okay? There's brilliant ideas out there just to have. And God puts these ideas out there. You know, I mean, look, I you know, there's Christians, some Christians get it. They do. And they open their eyes to this stuff and God downloads this blueprint. And they go out there and they make a million dollars or a billion dollars or a hundred thousand yep. dollars. And other people pass on it. They say, well, you know, I got my Christian, I, I'm, I got my salvation, I've got my hell insurance, I'm good. Mm. Really? Yeah, that's good. You're, you're good at just getting by and being mm. miserable and, and worrying about stuff. Listen, Jesus doesn't want us to worry. Okay, And it doesn't mean that you have to go out there and make a million dollars, but it does does mean that you don't have to go out there and worry about your finances. It doesn't mean you don't have to go out and worry about where, where your wife is at night. It does mean that you don't have to worry about your children because you know that they're grounded in good choices, mm. you know, and, and that's the fruit that you want to bring in. Oh, it's huge. I mean, it's like it goes back to, you know, what's your intentions, right? Like, you know, like think about King Solomon, right? Like we all understand the story of King Solomon. I was joking that uh, if y'all can't see the video right now, but <laughs> where Michael's sitting, it looks like he's, you know, in like a, a King Solomon temple. But think about, you know, I, I, I'm joking around by saying that, but but think about King Solomon, right? His purpose, he wanted to establish this amazing temple for what? For what reason? For him? No, it's like it's the main purpose was to draw people in, worship the Lord and God honored that, right? So as Christians, it's like, What's a million dollars? What's a billion dollars? If the intention behind this thing is to create uh, a mass movement, God will fund that, right? Like it's it's not inherently battery. It's a resource. And uh, we, me and Michael were talking about, um, you know, marketing, right? So a lot of times people look at marketing as this very sleazy thing. But um, check this out, right? There's a website. It's called everystudent.com. Um, if if y'all listening are familiar with Perry Marshall, this guy's an OG marketer, but one of his best friends started this website, okay? It's called everystudent.com. It's for non-believers, people that just either don't believe or trying to understand. They get 50,000 people to their website a day, okay? And from those 50,000, they get 900 people confessing um, faith in Christ, right? So it's like if, if you can, as a Christian, learn to navigate finances, business, currency, resources, you can leverage the heck out of that for eternity, right? And so yeah. I just want to encourage people listening. A lot of us may have heard money's the root of all evil, money's bad, right? Uh, and the issue ends up being is poverty. We, we end up uh, preaching the poverty gospel, right? We're not even talking prosperity gospel. We're, we're preaching the poverty gospel. <laughs> and who are you going to so help, true. right? If you are completely broke, you don't have any resources. Um, yes, you can go door to door. But look, if you can affect 50,000 people a day, using a skill set called marketing, go ahead and do that, right? God is going to honor that. So uh, I didn't mean to get on a rant, but um, I just, I look at guys like, rant, Mike, like Michael that are operating in kingdom principles and it encourages the heck out of me. That's why I, I love this guy. I don't even really know him yet, but um, <laughs> because he's operating in this stuff. And it, I guess, I guess the reason we're both passionate is because it ends up being about eternity, right? And if, and if we can just leverage what we have here in the temporal man, and if that means, look, making a billion dollars, I said it, B, billion dollars a year so you can give 500 million of that away, do Come that on. thing, man. Don't be ashamed of it. People are going to throw stones at you. You know, who cares? It's all good, you know? And learn that's, those so, that's so true. You know, every, you know, look, uh, you know, uh, uh, 
I always tell people, you know, because I've had some success and, and, and I've had people, you know, throw stones. And I always tell them, look, uh, a dog does not chase, uh, a barking dog does not chase parked cars. Yep. That's it. Right. And so once you start moving, once you, I don't care if it's in your, if it's in the church, if your church starts going up real good, people are going to talk about it. You know, yeah. if your business is going really good, you're starting to make money. People are going to talk about it. And that's fine. Let them talk. Just know this, that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, and there's only mm. one person that you have to answer to. Yeah. And as long as you, as long as you stay and have your plumb line and your true north at the true north, mm. then go out there and and make hay, baby, mm. and make Come a on. lot of it. Okay. And th- th- don't go out there and be a bragger because you don't need to. You don't need to brag. Nope. Is the fruit will tell. Look, Jesus always said you can tell you can tell the tree by its fruit. Yeah. Mm. So take a look. If, if if you're going to look for a coach, if you're going to look for a, a mentor, if you're going to look to work for somebody, take a look at their fruit. Mm. Are they divorced? Do they are they stuck? In, is their head stuck in the bottle? Uh, mm. Are they in debt? Uh, do they drive a nice car? Hey, is the car clean? Mm. Look at somebody's car. Mm. Get in the car. Is it clean? Hey, take them to a restaurant. See how they act and interact with the waitstaff. Yes. Dude, that's on. how I used to interview people for my C levels. If they did not treat the wait staff with respect, I did not hire them. Come on, that's a massive tip right I mean, there, guys. That is a massive <laughs> tip. And he said it like this yeah. is this is this is kind of like the secret sauce to this whole piece, right? I think in in the book of John, it's one of my favorites. But Jesus gets extremely real toward the end of that book, where eventually his disciples finally say to him, they're like. Dude, finally, you're speaking clearly where we can understand, but which I thought that was hilarious. But he spoke about a vine, right, and its branches. If you abide in me and I in you, what's going to happen? You're going to bear much fruit, right? My father's going to trim away the things that aren't needed, and you're going to bear even more fruit, right? Like that is the secret sauce to this whole thing is like abide in him, him and you, have a heart for the kingdom, be intentional, read books, right, develop skill sets, um, and leverage that for eternity, right? Like that is the secret sauce. And like, if, if anyone has modeled that, right, you were, we are having a conversation with someone right now that's done that. Not only that, this is the craziest part. He's literally created a group <laughs> to teach you this stuff, right? It's such an amazing thing. And some of you may be saying, well, well, man, I, I don't live in the same state. I don't have anyone around me that's that thinks like this, and if if you go and rewind, Michael brought up it was really real quick. He dropped it in there. Is read, read very 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 good selective books, right? Um, if you don't have that group around you, but bro, there is so much to say, and like I, I just get so excited when I'm when I have these conversations with people um, because they they like you said they get it, and you were at infinite levels above, but um, but I most most importantly, we'll wrap this up here in a minute. Um, Bro, just appreciate your time. And I would encourage people, there's so much resource that Michael's put out there already. Um, he's also written uh, a book, maybe more than one. I'm working on a second book. Yeah, I've written a book called The Authentic Salesman. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you can go, you can get it. Uh, if, you, if anybody wants it, just t- tell them to shoot me an email. I'll mail them one. Uh, and uh, then uh, I've got, I've, I'm working on my second book right now called The Authentic Christian. Come so, on. Uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's telling some really deep, deep things. In fact, I just wrote three chapters in a day and sent it over to our buddy Josh for him to for him to blow holes in it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I got you know. And listen, you we need people in our life to blow holes in things. You yes. Know? Uh, I don't know if you I don't know if you ever remember that game called Sink My Battleship, but mm. uh, there's uh, uh, there 
when you come up with an idea, that's one of the things good about Next Level Experience. We have you come around people that will will sink your battleship. And what do I mean by that? Sometimes you know we think we got the greatest idea, the greatest thing, but man, you're gonna you're gonna sit there and throw good money after bad. You so you might need somebody to help you know blow holes in your idea and mm. tell you the truth. Uh, and you need that honesty. And, or or you might have the greatest idea in the history of great, and you need somebody to come in there and, and funnel fifty grand into that thing for you. Yep. You know so. You, you, we need that honest, blunt feedback. We need those people to tell us about our blind spots. We need to tell us about, you know, we got a great idea, we got a bad idea, you know. Yep. Hey, sometimes the emperor has no clothes, man. Mm. And, you know, uh, <clears throat> Come on. And it's real important, especially especially if, you, you know, if you've done well in your life or if you're in a situation or if you're a senior pastor or, you know, you're executive. You know, sometimes people don't want to tell you the truth because you might not get invited over for the good cigars or mm. you might not get invited on the boat, you know, or to the weekend cottage getaway, right? Wow. Well, that's selling out. That's selling out. And that's not being a true friend, you mm. know. Sometimes we need to tell people, hey, man, listen, bro, you know, your pants are on zip, man. I'm just telling you. <laughs> just you, know? you know? <laughs> no, but dude, this, and it's so, dude, it's so funny you say this because that's that's in the book of Proverbs, right? If, if y'all have read Proverbs, if y'all have never read the Bible before, one of the things they talk about is the wise man is the one who's able to receive a rebuke. A rebuke is just something where they're, they're pointing out flaws, right? That is like if we if we have the and this is tough, man. Just like Michael was saying, loving those people that have you know done the worst things to you, filed lawsuits directly against you, or whatever, slandered your name. This is another tough one, and this is the this is the upside down kingdom where if you can invite, not only accept, but invite rebuke or correction. Um, and again, it has to be from people that you understand have fruit. They are coming from the right place. This is a go. game changer. And I want someone go. to write like, man, I would love for Michael to write it. Anybody like this has been on my heart is just living by principles, not feelings. Right. Um, because again, like this, this changes everything. If you can, if you can align your life with principles and not by feelings, like everything changes. Um, again, Michael is like, if you, if y'all, y'all need to listen to this, not because of anything I've said at all, but like this guy has literally sequentially dropped like proverbial wisdom on you that if you apply this stuff. Um, I would literally write this down. I'm going to actually listen to this again, but, um, bro, if you can write a book on that stuff, you're ready. I mean, you're writing another one right now, but, oh my gosh. <laughs> hey, but seriously, if, one, if any of your listeners want a book, uh, just all they have to do is email me at, uh, just go to my website, michaelpmcintyre.com and, and just send me, shoot me an email, say that you heard it on this amazing Colin guy, this guy, Colin Farrell, who's a, <laughs> the, 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 the stud of podcast. Oh, uh, my and gosh. I'll get, you, I'll get you a book out to you. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I'll drop, guys, if, if you're interested in Next Level Experience, his books, anything else, check out his website again. I'll drop that all in the show notes. So you, all you have to do is just check that out there. Um, bro, this is amazing. I don't want to take any more of your time up, but like this, like, ah, my gosh, I'm, this is like ridiculous. So, um, again, actually there's a next level experience coming up when y'all hear this podcast, we're in the month of December. When's the next date for that thing? January 17th, 18th and 19th here in Dallas It's going to be at the Hilton Lincoln center here in Dallas, Texas. Okay. And then for them to be able to register for that. Yeah. Just go to NLEbegins.com. Begins.com. Michael, man, this has been awesome, bro. If if and I hope to see you. I'm going to tell Lauren about this. Maybe we can meet you Come there. Come on, I'd love to have you guys in there, man. Come yeah, on. bro. Again, this has been extremely profound for us, bro. Just just spending time with you has been awesome. I appreciate your wisdom, dude. And uh, 
Hey, Colin, thank you. I love what you and Lauren are doing, and I love the entrepreneur spirit you guys helping out young marriage. And listen, I, I think you guys are amazing. I think this millennial generation can be the next greatest generation ever. Yes. Really, truly can. And uh, people like you and Lauren are making a difference out there in mm. his kingdom, and I, I applaud that. Congratulations, brother. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. So, yeah, hopefully we get to talk to you soon, Michael, man. Have a blessed day, you bro. Got it. Thanks so Thank much. Thank you, man. You too. Thank you. See I appreciate ya. it. Bye.